0: Hello, everyone. Today, I am with Latif Nasser. He's a host at the Netflix series connected from beauty bird predicting hurricanes to our poop showing history. Everything is connected. Thank you, Latif for taking out time and being a dheta Pani.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm very, I'm very excited to talk to you.
0: Same here. Um, It's an honor that you are here. And I must say that the show is amazing. If you have not watched this show, I advise you, I highly recommend that you should watch the show on the Netflix today. So let's start with what motivates Latif Nasser? Who inspire or what inspires you? <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, I think that for me, the, the work that I do, the thing that I love the most about it, the thing that makes me get out of bed every morning to, to, to do the work that I do, I think it's, it, it's it, most often it's that. You know, if you find like, like I'm I'm just so gravitated towards stories and in particular mm-hmm. stories about our world, stories about people mm-hmm. that are surprising, that are wondrous, that are beautiful, that are kind of extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like, it's, 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 it's hard to explain. I don't even know if I know exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for in stories, but, um, but I just like, there's certain stories, and I'm sure this is true in your life too. When you when you hear about them, you mm-hmm. just want to tell everybody. Yes. And so yeah. for me, the, the fun is finding those stories, stories mm-hmm. that nobody else really knows about, yeah. and then and then and then telling everybody. That's basically yeah. like my my favorite thing to do. Yeah.
0: And I, I liked it in, in, in your show that the, initially you ask questions and then try to dig up like how how that how you can find the answers because that is what what. Quite important for me because, like in science as well, we try we ask questions and then try to find answers, and that's how life's supposed to be, I
1: believe. Yeah, and it's often it's often confusing and messy, and yeah. it's not always totally satisfying. Yes. But <laughs> but it but it also can be really twisty and like it yeah. it, it just yeah. you know uh, something comes in from a, a direction you totally didn't expect. Like yeah. to me, that's that's uh, there's something very honest and fun about that. Yeah. Um, and I uh, like, to me, the journey is as much fun as the answer. The journey is often always (laughs) more fun than the answer. Um, so to me, hopefully it's like, like in my work, I try to do and, and, uh, in, in my radio journalism too, like, it's like, like let people walk with you, you know? And mm-hmm. then and then when you get there, like it, it may or may not be exactly what they were hoping, but at least yes. they had fun along the way. Yeah, I, I can
0: relate to that, but when, when in the show you, you you, said like, I'm going to Sahara to catch a fish. And I was like, how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> and then you said, I kept fish. And then I realized, okay, that's what you <laughs> 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 That
1: was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a, a lot of dumb jokes, the full the <laughs> of dumb
0: jokes. <laughs> Let me, let me ask you like what's your personal story like how did you come up with the show and how did you pull this off like this is amazing it's a big show how did you come up with that
1: yeah i i was very lucky to be approached so i, I was already before this i was a science journalist and the way i ended up there was i mean i always loved science mm-hmm. uh but i was never very good at it i mean I, i'm sure you must have uh the mental fortitude and patience that i just i just didn't <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, so I, I always liked science, but I was never really like, I, I was never really good at it and, and reading scientific papers and stuff, they would never just click in my head the way that, uh, you know, I, I, I wish they would. And I realized that there was this other field called the history of science, which is like kind of deals with so much of the same kind of topics. Like mm-hmm. you, it's like, you get to study science without studying science necessarily. It's like That's you're right, studying yeah. people and stories, you know? Yeah. Um, the stories behind the science, like how how it got to be that way, who were the people that um that did it what what was going on in their worlds yeah. that made them think that way? Yeah. Uh, so so I got into this field, the history of science, um, mm, okay. which is in a way a, a, a kind of a field about like how do we know what we know, you know yes. um, <laughs> and I got into that, and so then i um, sort of from there from academia i I went on to uh, uh, journalism, and then I got approached. Uh, by this production company, this wonderful production company who had this kind of vision for, uh, they're, they're called 0.0 and what they'd done mm-hmm. before, I don't know if you know the work of uh, Anthony Bourdain, like they'd done a lot of his uh, shows. So he's like a, he was like a food, like a food oh, he was yeah. a chef and, and he basically before him, like a lot of food TV was just like someone in a kitchen, like making a thing. And then they took this guy and they were like, okay, he's going to go all over the world, you know, and he's going to, he's going to go to Tokyo and Paris and Vietnam and Congo and all these places, you know? Um, And so they did that and it was very successful. And I think they had the vision of doing a a similar thing Mm. uh, for the world of kind of like a hosted science show. So Mm. they were like, what if we exploded it out? It wasn't just, you know, uh, sort of a scientist in a, in a, in a lab or in a studio setting, mm-hmm. like doing experiments or something. What if we just exploded that out mm-hmm. and took someone and just sent them all over the world and like and nice. and let them kind of look over scientists' shoulders, like as those scientists were doing like really cool things in really cool places.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And cool. so that was yeah, that was kind of. And uh, for some reason, uh, they picked me. Uh, <laughs> and I was lucky and. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we must kind have of did TED talk i believe that's what that's what happened that's exactly what happened yeah. and and so then um then they like we together they were like hey would you be up for trying this and i said sure and we we spent like like over a year trying to figure out like what's a good idea how mm-hmm. would it work what what would be the structure how can we do something that feels a little nice. bit different um than you know uh, planet earth or something you'd see on discovery channel or something like how do we do something different uh and um yeah and then and then like sort of through inspiration from a bunch of other stuff and and just noodling around we we kind of uh came up with this this sort of idea this structure of of like like our connected world and the idea of like okay this host is gonna go you're gonna get yes. flung all over the world. <laughs> but then the fun part is like, how do you connect it all the way back to the viewer at home? So no, that like, no. even though I'm watching you in a totally different place of the world that no. I probably will never even go to in my whole <laughs> life. Um, Somehow this is about me. Somehow yeah. my like my breath or my poop or my yes. this or my that it, it's all wrapped up together. So mm-hmm. so that that was kind of the genesis of the whole idea.
0: That's nice. Like I I, I can relate. Like in, in one of the episodes you mentioned like about the dust coming from Sahara and how it's affecting the Amazon rainforest and the, and the red tides. So I think that's that's amazing. That was like how you connected. And that's
1: that's the hope, I think, is that each one of these episodes in some way, you feel like no matter who you are, um, you feel like some part of it touches you, you know, that some part of it touches your life, even if it's in this like very indirect way, you know, (laughs) like it's like a bank shot into your life. Um, But somehow, somehow, like it,
0: it touches you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so let me come to the funny stories. There must sure. be some, like because you have traveled a lot. You have been to so many places, met so many people. Yeah, I'm trying there to think of some good ones. There, yeah. there was <laughs> one
1: where uh when we went into the uh the Sahara mm-hmm. um with this wonderful Chadian um um scientist, uh Dr. Musa, um he so we we would be out kind of in this place the the Depression, mm-hmm. and so it's the, it's it's one of the windiest dustiest places in the world, and they have these kind of like it's like basically a. So we went in the not windy season on purpose, um, but then when we went in the not windy season, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, there's certain times of the day when you just like you can't <laughs> you, you can't, can't do avoid anything, that, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so we were like, oh okay, like well that's fine, we'll just uh, you know like well. But what, what, what it turned out was like, it, it was basically like too windy all of the time. Like, like it, it kept Whoa. interrupting our production. So for instance, there was one night, we, we were all camping out. Like it was really middle of nowhere, no buildings, no yeah. nothing. Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, like, so for instance, one night we did a time-lapse, you know, you do like a time-lapse, like it's like, so we have the, the tent and we wanted the moon to come up and then the oh, sun to come up. We wanted like a beautiful time-lapse. So we put the tent there. It was so windy, the tent blew away in the middle of the time lapse. I couldn't even, <laughs> yeah. couldn't even I don't even know if we used that shot or not, Whoa. another, and th- the idea was that I was supposed to be sleeping in that tent, but I wasn't sleeping in that tent, I was sleeping, because I didn't want to sleep in the tent, I wanted yeah. to sleep outside. But then it would be weird to just film me sleeping outside. But then anyway, so, th- so I was supposed to be sleep- sleeping in the tent, um, and, then, and then the tent blew away, and they're like, we can't, we can't use this <laughs> shot, people will think yeah. it died or something. <laughs> Um, another thing was that, well, again, while we were at this, in the Sahara, um, basically there was a f- almost, I mean, I want to say like half of a day basically that it was so windy, it was so dusty that our entire, there was in this whole area, like as far as you could see in every direction, mm-hmm. there was one tree. Um, and so what happened was we, we had tried to set up all these, you know, uh, tents and and structures Mm -hmm. and stuff to, to, so, so we, we thought, okay, when it gets too dusty, we'll hunker down in these tents and all the tents blew away. The dust was too strong. Like it really clearly was not going to work. So the whole crew, the whole, like, and we had a lot of people um, camera people, the director, the producer, the security person, the sound guy, and that's just our crew. And then in addition, we had soldiers and cooks and, 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 you know, all these, and a doctor and porters and like all these other people who are coming with us, you know, there's this long caravan of cars. Um. And we all had to huddle underneath this one tree. And we were all like, basically like hugging each other oh. underneath this tree, because it was, the wind was so strong. And so for hours and hours and hours, we were just sitting there doing nothing, <gasps> like just, just, just waiting for this to pass. Uh. And, um, you know, I, I asked uh, Dr. Musa because he goes out there all the time. And I was like, how, how do you deal with this? How do you do science under these conditions? Yeah. And he was like, you know, sometimes I'll be digging for something and then a dust storm will start and I'll have to go into my car and I just wait until in my car until it's over. Whoa. And I said, Oh, how long, like, how long does that last? And he's like, Oh, you know, sometimes two days, three days. And I'd be like, You just waiting in your car two for two
0: days? days?
1: <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, no big deal. You know, and it's like just that kind of commitment. Like you're like, oh my, oh God. my God. I can't.
0: Yeah, like just into this- something like that from in my entire life or something. <laughs>
1: I know and it's like no big deal to him like he does it because he loves it because it's so exciting um like when we there's a scene in that episode where we stumble upon that fish and 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 usually in tv like when someone stumbles upon something like they actually like they sort of planted it ahead of time and someone But like we we really discovered that right in that moment and uh And you could see just on his face, he was so excited. He was so excited. And so, (laughs) so to me, I don't know, there was something just kind of magnificent about that. It was, it was a sort of absurd trip. Like for me, Mm -hmm. I, I, I actually visited the Sahara before, but never, never like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and just to see that this man loved what he did so much to be able to like sit in his car for three days. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's like pee, peeing in a little you know, uh, yeah. water bottle or something, yeah. whatever he's doing. Um, it, it was amazing to see that that kind of level of commitment. Wow.
0: That's that's like, that's pure out of love. I mean, there is no other emotion that you can just stay there for like doing science for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Let me come to my next question. What are the struggles like? more struggles, like uh, hurdles with what you faced during the shooting? I'm sure that there must be some.
1: Yeah. Oh, there were, I mean, there were a lot. I think, uh, like, the biggest struggle probably was... Um, not actually not for me. I, I had a, I had a fun time cause they'd be like, okay, dream up as many stories as you want and make them as global as you want and go to the furthest fun corners of the world that you can think of or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so I would do that. But then the really hard thing was we had at the production company, there was mm-hmm. a kind of a team of producers and directors and the showrunner and all these logistics folks who were trying to figure out like, so it was six episodes with, with approximately six, um, locations each. That's 36 stories and locations all over the world, all over the US, all over the world. And and so it it was really like a kind of like they had to plan. We had three different production teams. So I would like take red eyes like almost every night or every other (sighs) night and I would join them in different places. And so you'd need like You know, in each place, you'd need a certain team, and then you'd need, and everybody had their respective, you know, conflicts, and someone'd be like, oh, no, no, I'm working on. Uh, you know the sound guy can work for this time to this time, but then then has another commitment on a different day, and Ooh. so it was just like the the scheduling of it was like I, okay. I it was a seven dimensional puzzle. I'm I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: shocked that they pulled it off. Like I, nice. and and they would and for me it was very easy. Like I, I would get a phone call and I'd be you know in. um uh uh portugal or something and they'd be like okay we need you to come to san francisco tomorrow okay and i'd be like sure uh <laughs> but 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 the amount of work that they had to do behind the scenes to make yeah, that happen you know um <laughs> yeah it was a lot
0: and there must be a jet lag and all we'll, like traveling from one part of the continent to another there must be like oh this is my sleeping time
1: <laughs> oh yeah no i would wake up in the middle of the night and it would be dark and i'd be like i i I do not know where on earth I am. Like I could be anywhere, I don't know. And 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 I remember one particular time, like I was in a, I think I was in a hotel room, but the, the light was so dark and I had to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I don't even know where the bathroom is. Like, I don't know, I could be anywhere. I have no,
0: um, it's
1: it very disorienting feeling, but it was kind of, it, it kind of, it was kind of cool. It made me feel like, uh, like Jason Bourne or something, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> nice. Nice. Let me come to my last part of this. Uh, what's sure. next for you? What's what's next where are we when are we seeing the next season 2?
1: Well, I, I, Something
0: else.
1: I, yeah, I hope, I hope season two, uh, there, it, it sort of depends on how many people watch Netflix is, a, yeah. uh, really a data company. So they, they look at how many people are watching, where are they watching? Are they the right demographics, that kind of thing. And if enough people watch and they decide it's like sort of a good return on investment for them, then they'll, then they'll green light a season two, nice. um, which I hope they do. I have tons of ideas. I have tons of things awesome. like I just, even <laughs> last night I was like coming up with new ideas and I was like, Oh, wow. so fun. Um, <laughs> other than that i am uh and the i think
0: follow benford's law as
1: well <laughs> oh yes right exactly right yeah i know i wonder <laughs> we did we we actually did the uh some of the uh, folks at the production company they ran our show's budget really? through benford's law and, and it worked it oh, fit wow. benford's law yeah <laughs> so we wanted to put that in the episode but then it was too weird to kind of explain it but anyway yeah the show's budget fit, fit benford's law which was very funny nice. um and then uh yeah, so, so there's that. And then also, I still am working this other job in uh, radio and podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work for the show Radio Lab and, and I'm still doing stories for them. And, and we actually have some really cool kind of exciting stuff in store this fall nice. uh, that I'm, I'm Looking forward really, to that. really, really excited about. And, uh, and I may have some other sort of secret projects I'm working on now that nice. we'll, uh, we'll debut
0: <laughs> a little later too. Nice. I think um, that's pretty much what I wanted to ask. Personally, I'm very happy to have you on my show, and like the your show connected is is amazing. Like when I saw it, when I was like, me and my wife were like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" Like we were like we could relate ourselves with that. So it's it's incredible. Any last thoughts, uh, Rabi? Well,
1: I I think for me, I think the uh, you know the the exciting thing in a way for me is to sort of reflect the 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 glory of I think some of the real exciting work that's being done out in the world, and I think right now is a time when uh, as you know, probably even better than I, um, like science and authority are really under um, a kind of a, 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 a cynical skeptical uh, uh, kind of threat and, and 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 to to life and death kind of uh, to the detriment of of of, of literally people 's lives um, and i think that uh if if anything i hope this this show Um, helps people you know have maintain a healthy skepticism of science but also really be able to trust that hey there are people out there who are well-meaning people who are trying to tease out kind of these these cosmic mysteries Mm -hmm. and and are trying to save us uh and and we should trust them uh, because we really need to and 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 i think i mean scientists like yourself um so so i'm really i'm really glad um that so many scientists have kind of wanted to share their stories with me and, and have wanted to, uh, you know, participate and help. Uh, so yeah. So I, I really hope that, um, yeah, that this kind of, I don't know, that there are some people out there who are not sure who to trust or something and then they watch the show and maybe it'll put them, put them over the edge.
0: Nice. Nice. Thank you so much, uh, Latif, for being at Beta Pani. So be happy and enjoy the surprises of life.
1: Thank you so much.